It is, it is pretty long, but it's good. Catchy, it's very catchy. They made it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Do we have a shout out to the students who did? That's uh, that's from Mid Salsa. That's the senior guys. Their band. I like it. So good. It's very catchy. I don't know if they named it. Maybe just in the word jingle, something like that. Yeah. Well, welcome back to In the Word. It's been a while since we've podcasted, but we're back. It's good to be back. We have Solomon with us. Caleb's in the room, and we have a special guest. It's not Sam. Sam is no longer with us. Yeah, rest, well, rest in peace. Yep. <laughs> he, I mean, he's it's been a he's good run in spirit. That's for sure. But it's not Luke, but it's Kirby. <laughs> his name's David, but if you know him, just call him Kirby. You yeah, know, that's or, his last name. Or curbside. <laughs> so, Kirby, tell us about yourself. Um. My name's David from Longmont, Colorado. I hang out with these guys at WNT in my free time on the sticks. <laughs> on the sticks refers to Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's a very good Fortniter. Average. Josh is better than me. Some days. Yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, you started helping out with WNT recently. And so we're like, we got to have Kirby on the podcast. You've been killing it at WNT. Thank you. Yeah, I just great job. We we had crepes this morning. It was really good, um, and we <clears throat> we shared a story that I think we should share with you guys when we were eating our crepes, and um, our life group. So Solomon was actually not there for this, but our life group we took a annual camping trip. We went up to Guernsey, Wyoming. There's a nice reservoir there with some big canyons. and I was going to say, this is more than a camping trip. This is boating. This is hanging out with friends. This yeah, it's on everything. the lake, which is really cool. Um, and we planned this like six months out. You have to reserve a camping spot really early. Like I think I reserved it. I didn't get the spot we really wanted because I was uh, one day late from when the reservations opened six months prior. So, wow. Yeah. This this place is pretty sweet. It's like a mini Lake Powell. Yeah, it's really cool. So leading up to this trip, all the guys were talking and we're like, what if we got jet skis for this trip? That would be awesome. And the wives were like, eh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> classic, wife, the classic wife move. Yeah, because, well, I thought, I was like, well, we could either rent a jet ski or to be honest, it's pretty expensive to rent a jet ski. So you might as well just buy one. And then after your trip, you know, use it and then resell it. And it might not even cost you anything if you sell it for what you bought it for. Yep. And it's a free rental. So I wanted to do that, but it didn't end up happening. Anyways, the trip's approaching and it's the day before the trip. And I'm looking on Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe I'll just see if there's any jet skis out there. And so I reached out to this guy and he's like, yep, I still have them available. He's like, I'll give them to you for a discount since it's so last minute. I was like, okay. And so well, we ended up renting two jet skis. They were supercharged. They're they're sweet. They're pretty cool jet skis. Totally worth it. And so we're just ripping around on them all weekend. And, you know, we're like, we're pulling wakeboarders and jet skier, you know, not jet skiers, skiers behind them. And um, yeah, they were a blast. And then we decided we're like, okay, Caleb and I brought this tube up. It's like a, I would describe it as the taco tube. So it's like flat, 
you could probably fit like three people across it and then the ends come up and it looks like a taco it's pretty fun too but it's like you know it's pretty hard to fall off the side pretty hard to flip it so you know you can you know get whipped around on it pretty good and it was fun um so anyways we hook the tube up to the jet ski and we're towing it around and i i got kate my wife i got her to go out with me i was like please just ride the tube with me. And she's like, no, no, no. But I finally convinced her and she said, okay, we'll go on the tube. So her and I are riding on the tube and it has this little attachment on the front of it that's like a big, I don't know, it's like a... a big plastic piece that big, rope hooks to. Yeah, but it's really annoying because it constantly smacks on the water and so you're just like getting sprayed in the face the whole time. So Kate and I are just laughing out of our minds the whole time. And Caleb's whipping us around, whipping us around. And then, he, you know, he stops and he's like, try to sink the dube. And I was like, ah, no. And he's like, yeah, come on, just sink it. And this is something that Caleb and I, we grew up going boating. And we used to do it all the time. We'd sink the tube. Is All you got to do is put all your weight on the front end of the tube. You don't even have to put all your weight. Just a little weight on the front. And as soon as it starts going under the water, if there's any speed at all from the jet ski or the tower... That tube, it, it just acts like a submarine, just takes off straight under the water. Yeah, you have to do it when you like start accelerating, you know, then that, that tube just starts sinking. And so I was like, okay, fine, I'll sink the tube. <laughs> I was like, okay, Kate, watch this. So I put my weight at the front of the tube. Caleb starts going a little bit. It starts, the tube starts to sink and Caleb guns the jet ski. And all of a sudden, boom, Kirby's sitting on the back of the jet ski. He's was being the flag guy. And all of a sudden, this, I don't know, what sound did it make, Kirby? Uh, loud bang, kind of like <laughs> quiet gunshot kind of deal. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and so a couple seconds later, I was like, okay, what happened? Well, the rope broke off. I was like, great, we broke the rope. Okay, not that big of a deal. And then as we're looking at it more, I'm like, well, the rope is like straight underneath the tube. Like at the bottom of the lake, the rope sunk. Yep. So I was like, oh, I was like, we yanked off a part of the jet ski and the toe like attachment. Toe attachment. <laughs> it completely ripped, ripped right off. Ripped off of the jet ski and it's at the bottom of the lake, but it's still attached to the rope because the rope had sunk. So I'm like, oh man, we might be able to save it. Which another crazy little side note is Kirby was riding on the back of the jet ski and he, he was holding on to that thing. Yeah, like he had his hands there. <laughs> So Kirby, you know, the Lord is watching over you. Otherwise, your hands would have you been ripped have off. Fingers, <laughs> arms would have been in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I start pulling this rope up. I'm sitting on the tube and I'm like pulling it up, and I'm, I feel the weight, and I'm like, "Yep, it's on there." So I keep pulling it up, pull all this rope up, and I get it right to the surface, and it falls off. I'm like, "Oh!" And so I try to dive in after it, but I had my life jacket on, so I like. <laughs> Dive face first after it. <laughs> Plops right back. I like up. got my fingertips on it. And then all this and then I just start floating back to the top because of my life jacket. I was like, oh, you're kidding. You were the human bobber there. Yeah. <laughs> so long story short, we lost our security deposit. That was a bummer. The jet ski renter was not very happy with us. Understandably <laughs> so. But it was worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. Thank so that's the discount. Yeah, <laughs> on top of the discount. Yeah. So yeah, it was a great time. Um, yeah, but we can, uh, we can. Is there anything else new with you guys? Solomon, 
I uh yeah, we had a baby. Yeah. Um that's awesome. He's gonna be ten weeks old in a couple days here, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a t- ton of fun. So crazy. I mean, some days you're just going through the motions of keeping keeping baby alive and uh cleaning up wiping his butt and uh <laughs> uh and you know keep keeping him clean but then some days it, it it it'll just hit me of wow my dad like this yeah. is crazy and then just all of the thinking about my own dad and all the ways that like my dad has impacted me and even how like that still shapes me to this day like for for like some a lot of really good things and some really hard things also and just thinking through wow yeah i'm i'm this guy's dad that's awesome that's awesome well curb too he didn't mention just got married yeah yeah july and newly married yeah and his wife so his wife also helps out Uh, (laughs) who's your better half megan yeah she's been doing a great job too yeah you You guys been doing a great job thank you yeah that's awesome engage that um Kids keep coming. <laughs> your test, no your test scores, your test scores are high, yeah. above average. I got a. Me and Megan both had groups on our own uh, the other night because Josh and Kate were both gone. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You guys just got thrown right in. I know. Yep. Into the fire. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, we love them though. Yeah. Josh and Kate should be good. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. We uh, we're going over the image of God. We're going over that whole series. So. Solomon's going to give us a kind of an intro and yeah. we'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, just from on your guys, because I mean, from start to finish, you know, I was helping to create the, this, you know, the whole journal and all the content and everything. And, you know, in these theme series, we try to take like this, these major themes in the Bible that start in Genesis that go all the way through to Revelation and, and kind of unpack them week by week. But the image of God is one of those maybe unique theme series where it's one of those themes where, wait, the, I've heard of this idea before, but this is this is a theme through the whole Bible, and and so and so I would be curious even just from you guys maybe putting yourselves and, and maybe it's fresh um, to to even right now, but but maybe stepping back a couple weeks ago before we did any of this series like maybe growing up or in the last few years, like have have you guys heard about the concept of the image of God? And like, what have you guys heard? Like where, and what conversations does like have the image of God kind of surrounded? I'd just be curious from your guys then. I, yeah, I think what comes to mind when I hear, what does it look like to, you know, to be the image of God? I think the first thing my mind probably goes to is, um, just living, how he designed us to live. Um, maybe, you know, living righteous, living holy, um, obeying his commands. That's probably what comes to my mind when I think of, you know, going into this series of the image of God is like, okay, how do I live, you know, sinless? Right. Try to, you know, try to live sinless is living in the image of God. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably my initial thoughts going into it. Yeah, I think for me, it, it kind of goes back to like, like first thing that stands out is when Morgan and I uh, first got married, she always was like, Hey, why do you have such a skewed image of God? And I think a lot of times I think of God back in like the Exodus time period 
where his wrath is just poured out. Mm. You see Noah. And so I think a lot of times I just viewed God as like this angry God. And I never looked at him with Jesus and the grace that God gives us. And so I, I knew of that, but my heart and my mind would always go back to the, the Exodus, the, the trials that God um, gave us. And so I think for me, a lot of times I, I would view God in this like angry God sort of mindset and completely throw out the grace side of things. And yet like God, God loves us so much. And as I grow in my marriage, as I grow in my faith, I see the grace side of things that poured out so much more that God loves us and he does all of these things for us. And that, yeah, his, his anger is, it's a righteous anger. It's not uh, out of a hate. I mean, it, the hate is the, the hate for sin, but it's not out of hate for us. Like God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. And so my view of God has definitely changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, just being able to, mostly just being able to understand the grace that God's given us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been really, really cool. Yeah. How about you, Kirby? Um, I guess when I just hear the phrase right away, my mind immediately goes to how we were made and that we were made in his image. Yeah. Um, kind of first off, which, um, with some of the descriptions I've heard, like of him, such in revelations, flaming eyes, that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just intrigues me a little bit just how we're made in his image just personally and then um and likeness uh although that could be i don't know um and then as yeah i'd say that's probably it yeah yeah totally and i think you guys are, are kind of capturing like there's especially around church if you guys are around christians like we can throw around this phrase of like of the image of God, mm-hmm. but we all, but it's it's this kind of big general vague idea. But but I think Caleb, what you're getting at is like we we all have our own personal images of God of like who who is God like what what is he like? But but I think I mean Kirby Josh, you guys were even getting at, um, you know like in Genesis one and two, it talks about how humans are made mm-hmm. in the image of God. And, but I think even, you know, what Caleb, what you were saying, I think, I think that even helps to describe like, oh, what does that mean for us to be made in the image of God is, oh, we are in a sense, like pictures of God in the world. Mm-hmm. Like if humans are made in the image of God, like we show what God is like to, to the world. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that kind of immediate sense, but yeah, that's like what, I just wanted to hear like maybe what you guys were thinking about. And I, I would be curious mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's okay. If you like, I just don't, don't remember. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this a little yeah, later. Yeah. You know, even though you guys did, did the journals and whatever, but <laughs> uh, like if there was anything that stuck out to you or that like you, that you guys learned as we went through that series, or as you guys did like study through the journals, I think, um, Reflecting back on it, um, probably after um, after we went through that series, I think what stood out to me most um, is us as humans knowing our purpose here, knowing what it's like to be made in the image of God. Um, when we lose sight of that, um, just kind of how um, yeah, how our our purpose maybe gets sidetracked as well um when we're not following in 
the path that God designed us to be in. Um, and I think of, uh, I, I thought of my grandpa recently, um, cause my grandpa passed away a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, and the last, probably the last five years of his life, um, his vision really started declining to the, mm. to the point I, I would say he was blind. I, he couldn't hardly see at all. Right. Um, and those, that last five years of his life, it was like once he lost his sight, once he couldn't see anymore, it seemed like his purpose, like it just really went downhill. And he, I mean, he really lost the will to live. He said, you know, he's, he couldn't do anything and he was just so defeated. Um, and so, so yeah, that just made me think of, you know, oh, that kind of relates to like, Oh, if we lose vision of what it's like to be made in God's image, it can it can be really destructive in our lives, and we can really start to go downhill when we lose vision of what our purpose is, what God made us to be. Right. So, yeah, that's probably what stood out to me most. Um, yeah, it's just recognizing what called what God called us to be, and who God called us to be, and living in that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, mine's very similar to that, but as I reflect too, I think something else that I learned from this is a lot of times, I think I've always viewed sin uh, as a lot of it is driven from Satan, but I think a lot of times I also forget the aspect that we're humans, and a lot of this is just our human nature that comes through, and a lot of times we want to say like, oh, this there, there's always a purpose behind this or there's always this or that. Um, but I think through this series, I've, I've also kind of realized that there's a lot of human nature that plays into this where because I'm a sinful being and a sinful human that maybe Satan's not always involved in every single thing or God's involved in every single thing. A lot of times it could just be my human nature where it's like, oh, I'm driving down the road and I see an accident or something. What is my first initial reaction? And a lot of times I, I think Satan doesn't always have to be involved in everything just because our human nature can play so much into effect of that. And I think that's just something I learned. It wasn't tied directly into that, but mm-hmm. like coming full circle, it was just through that series, that was something that really stood out to me. Yeah. And Kirby, remind me, you, you, made, you guys came in on the tail end of that series, right? Maybe one week. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, you got one week. <laughs> of it. Maybe. I don't, I'm trying to recall. I don't even know if we got. Yeah. A week of it. Yeah. yeah. When did the new one start? Oh, probably three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys probably yeah you had our very last one. Yeah. So okay, that was yeah. like you guys' introduction. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have been just flooded with all this knowledge to teach these kids and stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. yeah. Between, so cool. Since I moved back to Colorado, I guess when I was in South Dakota, the only, I had church on Sundays and we had a little small group of guys on my baseball team that got together and then I came out here and like, I've just been engulfed with WNT and I coach at a Christian school and we're getting together on Sunday nights with us for a Bible study and I mean Tuesday nights I'd even count and yeah yeah it's been really cool how about you Solomon I'm curious like before this series what your views were going into this series and then after yeah yeah and you know going into the series 
you know, when I went to when I went to Bible college and talking about the image of God, a lot of the times when um, you know people are teaching about the image of God or those conversations, um, there's a lot of like there's a lot of history behind this conversation. Like since like early early church, people talking about what does it mean to be made in the image of God, and a lot of times, uh, you know, it starts to like it's it it's the thing that a lot of people will go to to be like, why are humans inherently valuable? Well, it's because humans are made in the image of God. And and so, I mean, there's a lot of implications that, you know, that these conversations will have of like, oh, like, why is slavery wrong? Or like, why or having conversations about abortion or having conversations about murder or having conversations, you know, about all of these issues, like, are surrounding this topic about the image of God. Of like, oh, are hum- why are humans inherently valuable? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but also, you know, in in a lot of, conversations about like well what is it is it like a, a lot of times people talk about well the reason why we have emotions because god has emotions because we're made in his image or well why the reason like what's the reason why humans have morality well it's because we're made in the image of god and it's moral or like why can we like or maybe it's because we can think or maybe because we can you know it's like all these like maybe a lot of these different ideas people like well this is what it means to be made in the image of god mm-hmm. um and but I think what the series was helpful to do was, okay, but let's like, what does the Bible explicitly give to us um, and say to us? And and there are other of those pieces that I think are, are true in the sense of like, yeah, I'm a rational being and I can think and, and have rational thoughts because God is a God of order and God and not a God of chaos. Like he's a rational being, you know, you know but, but, but if that's where we get stuck, like we're not actually seeing what, what is Genesis 1 and 2 teaching us about what God has made for us. But uh, Josh, do you have other questions? I have, I have I, more questions for you guys too. But Okay. Um, I had one more question, but maybe we can save it for the end. Great. You can you ask your question. Uh, yeah. Well, my, my question was was essentially I wanted to summarize like, one of the main things that we wanted to, we wanted people to see was one because like God didn't have to create like God didn't have to create a world where he lets humans build stuff like God could create a world where uh how homes and cities already existed where music already existed where art already existed like and when we could just come in and we can enjoy those that stuff mm. but instead he creates the garden where, where, where the garden is awesome and it's fruitful, but he tells, but then he, then he creates Adam and Eve, and he tells them, okay, instead of me going out and, and spreading this thing and, and, and creating more fruitful places outside of here, like now you can go and and be fruitful and multiply, subdue the earth, take dominion, and in a sense, like us creating, I mean, chopping down trees and creating new things or, or creating mm-hmm. art or creating music or cooking food. Like all of these things are different ways that, that we get to participate like God, when God created everything mm-hmm. and then he created good things. When you like in your job or in your, like in, in wherever God has placed you, uh, like that's, that's in a sense, like you taking, dominion and living out in the image of God in some in that in that sense um and, but we we know in the story arc that humans fail uh, and they don't do things that create that, that create and bless for good but they actually 
destroy and curse the earth where, where the earth gets cursed mm-hmm. um but i would be curious you know in your guys's own lives like as men you know too like like some of those areas in your life where you guys see you can take dominion subdue multiply things um and even how like seeing like if you invite god into that how that even like what what purpose what significance does god have in that those areas of your life does that make sense yeah yeah i think um yeah for me that you're jogging my memory now now i'm remembering the week that we talked about that and that was one of my favorite weeks actually um so i do flooring for a living so i work with my hands and it's one of like it's tough on my body so that's the one thing maybe i don't like so much but I really do get so much purpose and joy out of it. Um, and not just um, doing floors and, you know, looking back and saying, okay, the job's done. Look at, you know, look at what this looks like, you know, now compared to what it looked like before. And, you know, that idea of taking something and creating something new. Um, but just building things in general. Um, I don't know if the students will be able to relate to this. I'm sure some will, but like when you build something with your hands and then it's completed and you look back at it and you say, you know, similar to what God said, like he looked at humans and he said, that's, that's, what does he say? Very good. good. It's very good. It's very good. You know, like it's just, I feel like it, I don't, I don't know if it brought God a lot of joy when he created us, but like it, it brings me joy when I create things and see them finished and completed. Um, yeah, it just gives you a sense of ownership. Um, yeah, I guess that's the best way to describe it. I was even telling Kate the other day, um, cause I have some fun house projects I want to do. Like I want to build a fireplace in our bedroom mm-hmm. and it's not, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's not cause I want to like do it. Cause I'm like, Oh, it looks so cool. Like, I just want to do it because I like building things, you know, like just, you know, so yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. And I do think God took joy when he created humans. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the same way. Yeah. Yeah, It's cool to think about, you know, I've, I've never really thought about that. Like, man, it brings God joy. Like when he created us, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I think it was awesome too, because it's like, that's just a characteristic God's handed down to us. And some people are, creative and can work with their hands and others can't but like god's gifted us all in certain areas and these are traits that god's handed down to us and so i think that's what's awesome is like god created the earth everything that we are a part of god has a hand in and so there um there's nothing out there that god hasn't had a hand in somehow and uh, my response is almost identical to what josh said right um but the other area that i think that it affects my life too is just in my marriage Mm -hmm. and um, just to think, uh, it, it reminds me of Ephesians five. Um, it's the, the tricky one where it's like wives submit to your husbands. Right. But as, as men, like we're also called to love our wives just as Christ uh, loved the church and gave right. himself up for. Her. And so as a man, like I'm trying to look at that as like, what is, what is the role that God gave me and how do I take that and implement it into my life? Um, and so just, just knowing that God's given us the power as men, um, to do that. Like we have a huge role in being able to lift our wives up and to sanctify her. Right. Um, and I speak to the young guys that are listening to this that are not married because 
these are characteristics of dating relationships that you can take into it where it's like, just practice these things now, um, lifting up the people around you because you'll just have so much more joy yeah. living in the light of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so good, Caleb, because, because there's a, there's a physical sense in which like in your, in your guys' job specifically, like, I mean, you guys are literally transforming different, spa- like, the, like the different spaces so, so that it looks really different than when you guys first come. Yeah. But also there's like maybe like a less physical, more, more of a spiritual invest, but like in your marriage or in relationships, like you can mm-hmm. sow seeds and you can like put in work and invest. And over time you can see those things grow. And I think in the same way, like in marriage, like you are in a sense, like multiplying and being like, you're, you're seeing fruit in your, in your marriage, like as you invest there too. Yeah. So I think it's a great, yeah, great example. That's awesome. Um, something that kind of stood out for me, um, when Josh was talking was Josh saying like when God created us and everything, he's like, and this is very good for me in my day-to-day life. I do a lot of, um, process building between like how to make my SEO job, like work with my dad, like how to make that flow really well. And like, it's a lot of, for me, like, okay, change this, organize this until it flows really good. And so basically when God created us, like I had an image pop in my head when Josh was saying that, like when God created us, like he was very happy with exactly how he made us to function and think and all that stuff. And then that kind of bleeds into something I'm really passionate about. And that's the gifts that God has given all of us. Um, it's something I've really bought into personally is like trying to pay attention to what I'm gifted at and knowing that God made me specifically with that gift to use that to glorify him. And so I spend a lot of time, like, especially while I'm coaching, right? Like everyone's different. And in baseball, there's a lot of like, a lot of people saying there's one way to do things. You have to do this, this, and this. But for me, like, my understanding of God giving everyone gifts and making everyone different, all that stuff is that everyone is going to be better at something. So let's find what God made you really, really good at. And let's like dive into that. Right. And yeah, so that's a big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think coaching is even another awesome example of like, you're pulling out potential yeah. in people and identifying. Yeah. Which is, which is the same, I mean, the same thing that you do to a plot of land. Like yeah. if like, you know, that's the only way farm like people could start farms. You take a plot of land, like it'd be wild field, or it could be like a forest. You cut down all the trees and and you you plow the ground. But you take, mm-hmm. but you make it like you pull out the potential, and like that's like actually what God created created us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Solomon, as the WNT youth leader? Yeah, yeah. You know, this is something that I I've thought about a lot of. Sometimes you know the physical things like are more are more tangible, mm-hmm. and I and a lot of what I get to do is is people, which is awesome. But but people are never done, mm. like in the same way where like I mean we were talking about being baristas earlier. We're like when I was a barista, like like I knew I knew when I was done. Like I knew yeah. I, I I did a good job. Yeah, I made this exactly the way I needed to, and and people could enjoy the product. And in in some sense, like the closest I can get to is, you know, I I can plan trips and I can plan events and I can create programs. Um, And so in some sense, I get that reward. But 
yeah, there's a sense where like the fruit is more like long-term ongoing. But but one of the things too that I, I wanted to point out that, that I think I, I was hoping to in this series was I think sometimes Christians, especially people who grew up in the church, like they can feel like, you, you know, like even your guys' example of like you, you guys do flooring mm-hmm. of of you can grow up in the church thinking, well, what I'm doing is like less important than what, than, than ministry. Cause, cause that's, that, that's like where God yeah. is actually working. Cause yeah. that's spiritual. But, but, but what I wanted to do was to be like, but, but you know, God created us to, to, to make stuff like, yeah, he made it, he made us to work, mm-hmm. uh, to work the garden. And, and so to help even, you know, students, but who are going to be in trades or in fields or engineers, you know, where they're doing stuff, and to be like, how is this ever related to God? How is this spiritual? Mm. And and to see, no, God actually is is doing that through you. Like when you finish the floor, God finished the floor through you for these people. Yeah. And so, like, and with and, and God could do it without you, but He made the world so that He He wanted to do it through you. Yeah. And and to like give dignity, you know, to for our students to even be like, Dude, when when you're working and you're you're working at McDonald's and you, and you're flipping the, those burgers, like, yeah. like God, God is the one who's feeding people through through you and doing that. So so work hard. Yeah, that's it's awesome. You, I mean, something that I think Josh and I remind ourselves of every day is everything you do do for the glory of the Lord. And right. so when we're installing floors, I, I think there's a lot of areas where it's like oh, I could maybe skimp out on this, but then I have to remind myself, I'm like, is that what God would want me to do? It's like, no, okay, maybe there's a little chip in a plank. Customer will never know, but like I'll know and God will know. And so because because of that, I want to do everything right and I want to do everything for the glory of him because ultimately through my work, I am glorifying him. Right. Um, so I think that's huge for me to always remind myself of is it doesn't really matter whether it's big or small in our minds, like everything we're doing, whether it's homework, whether it's schoolwork, like we're doing it to glorify the Lord. Right. Yeah, no, that's sweet. Um, I think I have, we have time for one more question. Great. So my question for you guys is, okay, how we're talking to high schoolers here as a high schooler, what do you think is the biggest takeaway, um, that you would want your students to know in this series, in this series? Yep. Mine is that God loves you. (laughs) I mean, it's such a basic answer, but it's so true Hmm. that even through our sin, God still has been in pursuit of you. He's been in pursuit of all of us, uh, that he sent his son to die on the cross because he loves you and he wants to be a part of your life and he wants you to spend eternity with him. Um, and so God of the Old Testament, uh, God, <laughs> the sin that we entered ourselves into through Adam, it's sin that we have to live with, but through God's grace, he loves us and he wants us to be able to spend eternity with him. Yeah. Mm. So good. I would say kind of I touched on it a second ago, but buy into the gifts that God has given you, the people that are walking around saying, you know, if you love what you do um, for a living, like it doesn't feel like you work a single day in your life. And those people probably are like into something that God gifted them at. And so they feel fulfilled and not empty because they're pursuing something um that God intended for them to pursue, in my opinion. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, kind of what 
I mean, if I could just take what I said and then combine what, what Caleb just said of like doing all things for the glory of God, like in first uh, Corinthians talking about like whatever you do, like whether you're eating or you're drinking or uh, like do it all for the glory of God and to even help. Put some, put some, hello. Oh, hello. I'm back. Like to, to put, whoa, <laughs> I, as soon as I talk. Yeah. Putting some legs on what it means to glorify God. Like God being made in his image, you represent God. Like you are showing the world what God is like. And so to, in some sense, in all that we do, there, there we have opportunities to represent God and to, and to give him a reputation of, of does he, is he a hard work? Is, is he honest? Is, is he integrity? Is he good? Is he trustworthy? Is he faithful? And, and, and in some sense, we get to make God famous in, in what, whatever we're doing, we represent him. And, and that that should motivate us one to work hard, but then also to know, yeah, I, I need I need grace, and, and, mm. and but I but that that actually lets me show grace to others. Yeah, yeah, I would say just that you were made on purpose for a purpose. God loves you, and He sees you, um, even if you don't feel seen um, in your school, maybe, um, but you are seen. You know, probably not, you know, definitely by God, but you're probably also seen by people you don't know. And that goes back to doing everything you do for the glory of God. And when you do that, like God created you to do, people notice and people see that you live with the fruits of the Spirit. And that points them to God. Like that's how the kingdom is grown, is us living being lights in the world and whatever we do. Um, so yeah. So good. I think that's all we have, uh, have time for today. Um, next podcast is going to be, we're going to be starting on the sermon on the Mount, right? Yeah. Ooh. So we're excited. Uh, we hope you guys tune in for that and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on in the word. Such a good jingle. It's very catchy. I did a great job.